This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk, episode 33. Um, we're here straight after the game, uh, Sunday game, Newport away. Surprisingly good game. I thought it was going to be terrible, so that's always good. Uh Three of the lads are here with me today. Uh, Vic can't make it. Poor bloke. He's, uh, I think he's had a tooth taken out today, which I uh, didn't expect. Um, but yeah, we'll start off. Callum Bucock, how are you, mate? I'm good, pal. Thank you. Uh, been a long Sunday, but no, it's all good. <laughs> good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, we're also joined by uh, Chris Redwood. How are you, pal? Hello, mate. Much better after that second half. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. And also by Jamie Page. How are you doing, Jamie? Yeah, you always leave me to last. Um, maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll be first one of these days. But it's, yeah, it's I'm last good. but not least, mate. That's <laughs> last literally but it. not least. If I was hosting, I'd have you last. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I, I mean, I, we might as well start exactly where Chris left us on a second ago. Second half, brilliant. Uh, the game really was a game of two halves. I guess we should probably speak about the first half first, considering it happened first. Um, I mean, Jamie, we we struggled, didn't we? We really struggled. Yeah, I just don't think we didn't want it. Didn't seem like we wanted it, did it? Um, I think, uh, as Didzy kind of said, and a couple of the players said kind of after um, they weren't they weren't in the races. Um, we all saw that. We've seen it on a couple of occasions this year. Um, we know that's the Derby County that we always uh, we hate. So yeah, we just we just didn't want it. And I think they they came out and uh, they wanted it more in the first half. But whatever happened, I'd love to be a fly on the wall um, in the dressing room at, at half time. I think maybe some. F's and Jeffs were were kind of said because uh, yeah they came out a completely different side. Yeah, I mean we've seen during the World Cup, haven't we? Some of the the cameras inside the dressing room. So yeah, it would have been nice if we had one of those at half time to see what Paul Warren said. And you can imagine it; it wasn't pretty, was it? Because we were pretty awful, weren't we, Chris, in that first half? Oh, it was atrocious, absolutely atrocious. Um, I'm trying to think of a worse half that that we've had un, under Paul Warren, and I'm and I'm really struggling it's like they were shocked that Newport came out and were really at it you know anyone who knows the FA Cup and anyone who knows anyone who knows Newport knows that they're going to come at you 
So yeah, we just were completely, we looked completely swamped and we were lucky to go in only one nil down. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and one thing that I thought was interesting in that first half was we played the back five, which we've been playing, you know, for, for a few games now. But weirdly, um, we played with a front two. I know we did that at Portsmouth and, and it kind of worked. Callum, it's a bit of a negative way of playing, isn't it? Especially against a team in the division below. Yeah, it can be perceived like that, can't it? Because it's like you're, you're not exactly going for it um, or anything like that, especially like you said, against a lower um, league position, uh, league team, as they say. But uh, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to work out which one we actually perform better with, to be honest, because um, although it might be perceived as the more negative, it's kind of which one you kind of go for um, and which one the, the players really engage with. Um, I think that if you think with the formations that we've kind of chopped and changed with over the past two, three seasons and Paul Warren's still trying to get a feel of with all the players, it's kind of like, I'm just kind of ha- happy for him to kind of tinker with it until he gets his team. And if it's one or two up top, I'm not really fussed, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think I agree. Um, to be honest, I don't have we scored with the three five two yet? Anyone know if we've scored? Uh, I don't think no, we have. I haven't got I don't I don't have those stats to hand, Jake. <laughs> Didn't we score against Accrington with three three five two? It was three nil, wasn't it? Were we playing three five two in that game? No, no. Yeah, we were. What the, it was we? it was Collins and Dobbin up up front. Collins and Dobbin, Accrington away. Wasn't that where Asula scored two? I Asula think scored, so. didn't he? Did he? It, we definitely played two up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you, maybe you're right. I'm just thinking of the last couple of games, I think. Um, but yeah. It's I been mean, a while since we played yeah. well, three, five, two, <laughs> yeah. It has. It really has. I think you summed it up quite well. Um, but I mean, the second we went to four at the back, three players further forwards, we looked a different team, didn't we? I mean, their goal came from some pretty dodgy defending. Jake Rooney kind of loses his man, and Erin Cashin doesn't know the guys there and ends up. I guess, well, losing the aerial duel that he didn't know he was even a part of, uh, which is, yeah, never good. But, yeah, second half, I mean, Jamie, we looked really, really good, didn't we? Yeah, like I say, I think things were said at half-time. We came out um, and you just saw we were we were up another gear or, or two. And, you know, um, Louis Sibley, who, if, if the first half, if the second half was... Um, an extension of the first half, I'd be on here saying, what's he doing starting the game? Why is he playing? What on earth does he offer? But I mean, he came out and he was, for me, MOM. I know they um, ITV gave it to their striker who used to play um, football on a beach, which is pretty weird. <laughs> and he scored as well. It's like, yeah, he used to bang goals in down you know, the, the local beach and now he's scoring against Derby County. I think he was actually a bit better than that in all, in all fairness. But yeah, we looked we looked really good. We said it last week, didn't we? David McGoldrick. I mean, what mm. what a player! He's he's just a class, he's just a class act. Um, you know, we, we saw that he almost scored that um, that audacious kind of volley a couple of weeks ago, and then he's almost scored a, a not as something. You know, it's, it's it was similar in, in terms of kind of technique, but just even think and, and kind of do that, and um, you know what he's able to offer the team is just amazing. So. Yeah, much improved. Um, but we can't keep we can't keep waiting forty five minutes to see this Derby County because if we're gonna go through the playoffs, if we're gonna, I still don't think the top two were, 
you know, not catchable. But we need to ensure that we're we're playing like we did in that second half, really. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And as you say, that top two, they're not unassailable. There's a lot of time, there's a lot of games. And yeah, if we can put in attacking performances like that, we've certainly got a chance. Um, something interesting we were talking about before we were recording. I actually don't think McGoldrick played that well today. I think a lot of the time he, he slowed the game down quite a lot and ended up losing the ball a lot. And then typically, I know we'll get onto it later, ends up scoring the winner, which is obviously brilliant news. Um, he's scoring the winner. But I mean, what did you guys think of his performance? It was, it, I, I, Jake, I've got to say, out, out of you and um, Jamie, <laughs> I agree I agree with you, you know, apart from his goal. Have that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Callum, back me up here. Yeah, I, I know, he, I, I know he, had, he had his moments, but yeah, Jake, I'm with you on that one, and, and 100%. And I was thinking that, and then he goes to schools. So what the hell do we know? <laughs> I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's that he's got a bit. Of, he's got the quality, and he's won the game at the end of the day. So he can have a mayor all he likes. He's long, we've won the game now because of him. So that's the way I look at it. So, and he and he's got the quality to do that, which we we haven't got an abundance of. So and and it, and he's at the end of the day. If you think he pretty much ran the replay on his own, um, yeah. So if you yeah. think that he's probably due a, a a performance that probably isn't up to his standard, but I mean, he still won us the game at the end of the day. Good to say, we're hardly we're hardly trash talking him, are we? Um, <laughs> you know, he's been brilliant recently. But I just thought it's it's so funny that sometimes you know we saw it with with Messi in the game yesterday, didn't we? He was having a a pretty torrid time against Mexico, and obviously there's a lot of similarities between David McGoldrick and Lionel Messi. Um, you know, similar players at similar Old points statement, in their careers. <laughs> But no, no, it's, it's it's always good when when a player pulls one out of the bag. Um, but something that Jamie mentioned before, Callum, um, Louis Sibley, left back, has he found his calling? Uh, I won't probably go that far. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he's doing a job um, at the end of the day. Um, I was mentioning to you, you and Chris before we started, uh, went live. We've got a, a lot of... Um, Round holes in square pegs. No, wrong, wrong. One way around that was. But round holes in square pegs. pegs. Um, but no, uh, we've got a lot of players playing out of position at the moment, and he's one of those that um, where he is doing well, um, and he is um, showing that forward uh, engagement that we've needed. Um, like tonight, uh, well, uh, this evening he put in the great cross and won us the game. So, and he's obviously scored from left back. So. Um, but his defensive frailties still concern me, so I would not put him there anytime soon as a as a full time left back. Um, because, like I said, against uh, Portsmouth, he he got found out a little bit. So, um, but he's like I said, he's he's putting a good performance today. So, Chris um, Callum says there, Sibley's not known for his defensive abilities, is he? I mean, I remember that first game, that first home game that Warren had. And he put Sibley at left back for a bit. And then after the game, he was like, I don't know why I did that because I forgot he can't tackle. Um, but he's developed a lot, hasn't he, over the last couple of games? And whilst he's probably not as solid as you'd want from a player in that position, he's getting there. He is. I mean, at the end of the day, we were all talking about him playing his best at, in the, the number 10 role, 
literally a few months ago. So the fact he's gone from a Tom Lawrence replacement to a, a to a left wing back says it all. And you know, I'm not going to criticise someone who's playing out of his out of his natural role. Um, so first half today awful, and second half brilliant. So you you can't criticise him. He's still only what 21. Um, and he is, you know, you you can't knock him if he's going to put in a shift. But I just, the square peg and round hole thing that Callum said um, wrongly um, <laughs> is spot on. You know, if we want to get out of this league, Louis Sibley playing at left wing back or left back, I just can't see it. Um, but for the game earlier, it worked second half. So good on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie, I just want to ask you, I mean, a, a couple of us have now have spoken about, well, square pegs in round holes and also round pegs in square holes as well. It'll catch on. Um, it'll catch on. It will... <laughs> I don't know, Caleb. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, but as Chris said there, when you think about teams that, you know, win promotion and go up, there's always a lot of, they're reliable teams, aren't they? You know what you get in. They've got players that are solid at the back and solid in every position. And I think that's something that Derby lack at the minute, don't they? Yeah, but that's obviously this, you know, the situation that we're in. Um, potentially in January, we'll we'll see kind of signings that make us that team. Um, at the moment, you know, Sibley is a prime example. I think if the start of the season, had we said Sibley would be left back and, and played there for five plus games or what, however long he is back there, you know, we'd all think each other are crazy. So, um, yeah, it's a situation that we're in. We need to get through to January. We need to see what we can do at that time. Um, I just don't like him there. Um, Personally, Mm. I know he's had a good second half, um, but I see those glimpses. I mean, the goal and the assist are two of the the best things that you'll probably see on TV today. And, you know, we've got the World Cup um, going on. Um, and that's uh, that's a statement and a half that is. But um, you know, we need him further up the pitch. We need him in areas where he's gonna he's gonna control and, uh, and and kind of take games to opponents. And the problem is, is when he's pinned by the opposition, he's got a you know a winger to deal with. We're just not going to see that. Um, anyone that's played in that position, whether it's been a left wing back or a left back, will know if you've got a winger that's kind of attacking you they decide what kind of game you're going to have, essentially. So um, spot on with the tactics in the second half to allow him to kind of play his game. But yeah, let's get him further forward when, we, when we've got a replacement, in my opinion. I was going to say, Jamie, what do you think is his best position? I think the 10. Um, but then again, you know, uh, the situation is, is that for the last couple of years, he's not had a run at that position and he's had players in that position that are performing better. Um, and I suppose a bit more of a name, a bit more experience. You know, you look at Ravel last season, Tom Lawrence this season, you've got McGoldrick that's, you know, playing in playing in and around there or, we've, you know, the formation doesn't allow for a 10. So I think it's a 10. Um but anywhere further forward for, for me. I mean, the, the ball he's put in, he's probably doing that in training. That's why managers have gone, let's chuck him out on the left. He's got a left foot. Mm. He's got a good delivery. Let's put him out there. Um, but he needs to be in and around it. Um, and he's a confidence player. Like, I mean, like a lot of players are, you know, he gets a, a goal, a bit of a run and, and you'll see the best of Louis Sibley, but not a left back for me. It's definitely a square peg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, every time. You're not going to live that one down, Callum, now. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm unique. I'm, I'm unique. That's what <laughs> I was going to ask you guys, um, Chris and, and Callum, um, I mean, as Jamie says there, he thinks he's probably best in the number 10, but he can put a good ball in. What do you two think? What What's his best position? I agree with Jamie, 10. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with him again and say 10. I would yeah. just like like to add, though, that he's Jamie has come out and said that he's going to be the best player of the last day when we've got Spain against Germany coming up in the next <laughs> half hour. I think that's brilliant. Louis Sibley. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, Good, I mean, that is a statement. After Germany's performance in the World Cup, I wouldn't be actually shocked. <laughs> Louis Sibley claiming German national, claiming to be a German national. Yeah, I think he'd get into that side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he probably would if uh, if the last game's anything to go by. Um, yeah, and also as well, the Morocco game earlier that was that was something special as well. So yeah, um, have you guys? I mean, it's a bit of a side question. Have you guys caught a lot of the World Cup? No, I mean it's past oh. my days at work, by to be honest. It's I just had it on and just, <laughs> just had it on and kept, kept an eye on it and stuff like that. Let's hope your yeah. manager's not watching. Yeah, we don't watch say. this, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, um, yeah, I've seen the I've seen the England games, but uh, apart from that, I mean a couple of the seven pm ones, but yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's a bit strange to be honest. It's still still getting watch. my head around it all. Yeah, I've tried to watch almost every game. Um, so I've seen a lot of nil-nils, which has been very enjoyable. Um, do you have a yes. job? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Bagging them yeah. out. Yeah, watching World Cup games. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's good. It's good to uh, have football on all the time, isn't it? Although, yeah, can't beat a bit of League One football. <laughs> also, I thought until that first half today. I just find um, it weird that it's on. Like, like I said, we're leading up to Christmas now, and we've got a World Cup on. It's that's the only thing. Like um, Jamie said, I can't get my head around, and it's still weird that like, yeah. next, um, next summer there, there, it's the Women's World Cup, which is going to be great and stuff. But it's like normally you, you're looking forward to the, the Men's World Cup, and then going forwards, and next season then starts, and and with the Derby and stuff like that. Whereas like this year, it's kind of the Men's World Cup kind of comes and goes, and then. You're kind of back mm. in January when they're looking forward to the January transfer window. So it's... yeah, it will be eight years, won't it, between summer World Cups, which is crazy Weird. when you think Weird. about it. But anyway, Derby, yeah, that team we support. <laughs> um, oh yeah, one one last question: uh, Have any of you seen any players at the World Cup that you won at Derby? I know Christian Bielik. Oh, yeah, yeah, Christian Bielik. He'd be all right, wouldn't he? Oh, there we go. So we're talking square pegs in round holes. Um, Christian Bielik, he can play at centre-half, he can play in centre-mid. Chris, I mean, I think I know the answer to would you want him back, but I think the big question is, is it realistic that we might get him back? Uh, no and no. Um, I wouldn't no. have him back, no. Um, some of the things he said whilst he's been at Birmingham, um, I think we've got... a. Uh, I don't think he's a Paul Warren type player, to be honest. Although I think he would do a better job than Conor Hurahan, granted. But no, I'd get I'd get a fee for him and let him go. Personally, oh, Chris is going for everyone. And Jamie, I mean, what do you reckon? I think we should cash in. I think he's going to play. Well, he's going to play at least another game, um, and I think they're in a good they're in a good 
spot, aren't they, to, to qualify. Mm. So he might continue to play. Um, if we can get three quarters of what we paid for him, would we pay eight mil, something like that? I think something it was, wasn't like it? That, yeah. Yeah, if we can get five or six, less cash in, let's uh, put the money in the bank um, and, and go from there, I think. he's. I mean, he's a, yeah, he's a tremendous player, uh, but I think it's time to move on. I think we need to kind of draw a line under past players um, and just kind of move on. Unless Chrissy Martin becomes available and then we're all, all <laughs> out on Chrissy Martin, to be honest. He's the only ex-player or player that's previously been affiliated with Derby that I think... Um, I'd have back in this situation now. Nobody else. Will Hughes? Not Vidra. You, uh, Dwayne Ooh, Holmes? That's a good one. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Let's not be silly here. <laughs> well, we have been rumoured, haven't we? That's or what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I mean, I'd have, Graham, I'd have Graham Shinny back in a heartbeat, I'm just saying. I, would I don't have, know if I would. I'd have him back. I'd have him back now. I, I love I that guy. Oh, I think that's a debate for another day, that one. Um <laughs> We're talking about players returning, a player that's recently returned to the side, Jason Knight. I hope you like that transition there. That was good. Uh, Jason Knight's come back from injury. He's featured uh, fullback today. Uh, Callum, it's great to have him back. The midfield's actually played quite well recently. Where do you see him slotting in? Um, I don't know, because my idea would be his his best position uh, and for his development in my point of view is is midfield um and i think him in the midfield three is like the perfect so if you had him or a hand and birds i think that's one of our best midfields on yeah, paper it's like deal. um but i can't do i see paul warren playing a three midfield all the time i don't know so I, that's what i mean so at the moment it's do you put him at right wing back and and do it that way and stuff but i don't know i don't know about you guys uh and your opinions and stuff, but Jamie, I think I think I, yeah. think I think Jason Knight's a player you've got to have in that first team, no matter where you put him. Mm. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think um, midfield's definitely the position for him, but we're we're absolutely overrunning there. Who do you, who do you drop? Um, yeah. I think this was the situation previously, and everyone was saying Huran has got to be the player to to go and. If that is the case, I think, yeah, it's probably going to be the case again. Um, he's turned it around, no. though, hasn't he? Yeah. He's turned it. He's turned it around, but you still, you still want Max Bird. Uh, for me, I think you still want Max Bird. Oh, every day of the week. yeah. Uh, Chris is shaking and... his head. I'm just noticing. Oh, Chris, are you one of them, Chris? This is a, a Max Bird supporters podcast. You're not allowed yeah. to criticise. I'm not. I'm crit. I'm, I'm criticising Hurahan. I want Hurahan oh. out and Bird <laughs> in. All oh, right. Yeah, fair, fair. wondering um, what you're going to say then, Chris. Yeah, I was worried. <laughs> I was worried for a minute then. Uh, Jamie, uh, you've been quite vocal in your criticism towards Corey Smith in that right back position. I know you said you'd want Knight in the middle, but in the short term, would you rather have Knight in that wide position? Uh, that's a good question. Um, potentially, yeah, I think he probably gives us a bit more going forward, got a bit more legs. Um, my issue, as I said last week after the Portsmouth game, and it happened a little bit today as well um, in that first half, is that they were kind of putting balls over, you know, towards Sibley and, and towards Smith. Um, I think Jason Knight's probably a bit better in the air. You guys might not agree. Um, better than Smith in the air. Um, so, yeah, I think I think, I think think Knight would be more solid and I think he'd give us more going forward. Um 
but then again, you're tying him down for the foreseeable at that position because you're not going to put him in there and then, you know, change him. So um, it's a big decision for for Warren to make. I think he'll get it right, but I think it's got to be midfield for, for 90. Chris? I completely agree. Say, so if we can have him at right wing back, um, he started off the season at right wing back and did really well, in my opinion. Um, but I think... We're not going to, Warren's never going to play a midfield three. Um, and if you were choosing between Hurahane and Knight, I'd have Knight and Bird next to each other all day long. They are the future, in my opinion. Who um, Hurahane was, yeah, he was a big signing. Um, but apart from his set, apart from his set pieces, what does he really bring? And the argument's been all season, Hurahane and Bird are far too similar. Bird and Knight aren't, and I think they they will do a really good job. Mm. We've said about we've said about Bielik though. I mean, if someone came in in January for Knight, it's going to be a sizable fee, a fee that could, you know, go a long way for a League One club. Um, would we accept? I don't know. If someone put kind of five mil plus add-ons or whatever it may be, could we accept that? Well. How long it's either sell Bielik or Knight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's only got a contract to the end of the season or the end of next season. Yeah, I think the thing is, though, it's like he's he's been injured and then he's played out of position. So, is anyone actually going to come for him? Well, yeah, yeah, Burnley they wouldn't take Ronaldo, but they'd take Jason (laughs) Knight. So, yeah. Which is fair enough. Let's be brutally honest. It's fair enough. <laughs> well, I think I know why I'd have in my team. I think I know who's probably better in the dressing room as well. But exactly, yeah. It's, uh, it's a strange. There we go. Would you take Cristiano Ronaldo at Derby? No. Yeah. No. Best player in the world. No way. I, that's Cristiano Ronaldo ringing Callum now, going, "What? What are you saying?" <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine it? We've had Frank Lampard's Derby County, Wayne Rooney's Derby County, and then be Cristiano Ronaldo Derby County. I mean, we'd be on Sky every, every week. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. think we would. We'd probably get a dedicated channel, wouldn't we? Be... Would you have Ronaldo managing Derby County? No, definitely not. No. Been no. Had enough ex-pro players managing us. Well, ex ex players that are only getting the job because of their name. I think that's uh, oh, yeah, that's true. That's a, well, it is true, isn't Spot it? I mean, it's true. It is maybe true. not Rossinia, but Rooney Lampard. If Lampard played for I don't know Colville, he definitely wouldn't have been getting that uh, management job based on that. So, yeah, that's that's, true. Uh, he is stealing a living in the he, Premier League, isn't he? Let's be he honest. Is. I don't think he'll be there for much longer. Um, but anyway. Just two really quick things before we move on to the Chef Wednesday game. Uh, a man that we talk about every week on this podcast because we absolutely love him, Joe Wildsmith. Um, today, he didn't have massive amounts to do. It was quiet for a lot of the game. But, I mean, Chris, that one-on-one save that he made was absolutely sensational, wasn't it? Oh, it's brilliant. I mean, I don't know about everyone else, but I had my heart in the mouth thinking it's going to be, be another pen and red card, but he timed that perfectly. Um and yeah, he. You, you're right. He didn't have much to do at all, but that's a sign of a good, good keeper, being alert, being on his, being on his toes. And yeah, he timed that perfectly. That could have so easily gone badly wrong. Um, but yeah, 
again, I think he, I think everyone's going to echo it. He's been our player of the season, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, excellent, hasn't he? He's been absolutely brilliant. And Callum, there was a lot of talk when Anang joined on loan, and I know we spoke about this last week as well. With Wildsmith's form, do you think Anang will ever have a look in at Derby? Um. I think the only way he'd have a look in is if Warren was like, if we uh, like get a decent draw in the third round or whatever, then probably not. But if we get a team that's of lower opposition, he might get a run out there. Um, or uh, if, like I said, uh, and touch wood, this doesn't happen. If Wildsmith ever gets like a little knock and he has to just have a game off or whatever and doesn't want to risk him, then yeah, then he might have something there. But other than that, why would you take him out? He's, he's kept how many clean sheets? Now he's filling up that clean sheet wall of poor ones. So it's like, um, and, and to be fair, I, I wasn't sure when he first came in. I think I said this to you, Jake, when we must watch the replay. Yeah. He's, he's, he's been a third choice keeper at Sheffield Wednesday. And, and watching him this year, I don't know why they ever let him go. Yeah. That's the biggest thing for me. And if Anang was ever going to get a game, why did Loach play in the replay against Torquay? So. Is he fit now, though? Is, is, I, don't know. I think he's still injured, isn't he? Is it, I think is he's still, still, he's still injured. Yeah. 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 I mean, the other thing you. Well, isn't he? Sorry. Oh, is, is he? Is that why he wasn't yeah. on the bench today? That's why I was on the bench, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think um, Folks has had a good spell away. Um, I think I saw one save that he made and it was you know, destined for the top corner and he's somehow got a hand to it. I think, is he ready to warm the bench? Possibly. It might be the case that um, Anang, you know, cuts his deal sh- short and we, we see another loan in or something like that. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Wildsmith has gone way above my expectations, especially from, I sat there, well, stood there at Stevenage away thinking, oh no, another another player that, you know, you don't feel confident in. And as soon as the ball goes back to him, it's kind of heart and mouth moment. But yeah, he's been, he's been fantastic. He's really grown as a, as a player. And, and yeah, he could be, I think we discussed it, Jake, when we met up. Yeah. Um, he could be the goalkeeper for the next 10 years. He's, he's young enough, isn't he? How old is he? 26. 24, 26. Yeah, yeah. still he's be... got 10 years on him, hasn't he? Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. What I will say is any goalkeeper, being a former goalkeeper myself, can pluck a ball out of the top bins. It's the keepers who can make those saves like Wildsmith did earlier. They're the really important ones and the ugly saves and getting things right. And his, um, yeah, his, his bravery. Um, I've not seen it in a Derby shirt for a long, long time. So, yeah, if we can keep him fit, he will be better than Carson. In my opinion, let's hope so. It's a big call, bold, That's very statement. big call. It's bold, but some yeah. bold statements. I love tonight. it. Though. I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, I hope you're right. I really do hope you're right. And what I do like is the fact that we've got an established number one. I think for too long we've had kind of two players fighting it out, being like, you know, oh, if Roos has a bad game, let's play Allsop. Oh, Allsop's had a bad game, let's play Roos. I think that's terrible for players' confidence, knowing that you know they're one little mistake away from losing their place in the team and it, the confidence of Wilds with sky high at the minute so yeah let's keep it that way one really quick thing I also wanted to talk about was Tom Barkazen. Um I thought when he came on today he made a huge difference uh, he settled that chance I have no idea how he didn't score when he, he took it down the left hand side and, and cut it back and we missed about six chances in five seconds 
Um, I mean, Callum, he's a player that we know he's got talent. You know, he's been really, really good for Preston for a while. Is it now his time to shine with Mendes Lang out for another week or so? Yeah, you're spot on. Um, he's um, Paul Warren's kind of come out and said he's his sort of player. He's, he's a workhorse. He gets up and down. He's got a little bit of quality about him. Um, and we just need to see that consistently. I think that's all we need to see from him. Um, I think he's got it about him, um, and he's and maybe chipping a couple more goals and assists. Just um, yeah. I think that will just do his confidence the world of good. And he looks a confidence player for me. Um, I think when he's not confident, and you, you can kind of see it, um, and maybe when he's not happy um, because he's come out like and said, I don't want to play him. A full-back position or a wing-back position. I want to play on the wing, and now he's getting a little bit of an opportunity to do so. He's he's flourishing. Yeah. Ipswich away was a big turning point for him, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. Yeah. That was an awful game for him, but he's improved every game since. Yeah, yeah, top top player. I think he's. I think he's the kind of player as well where if he scores and goes on a little run, he'll probably have a five-game spell of scoring every week. Um, which I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that happens. And you, know, you look back at some of his goals for for Preston. I mean, yeah, he can he can definitely score goals. I just don't think we've we've seen the best of him yet. So definitely a big moment. Will he take it? Um, who knows? But uh, he's got Mendes Lang breathing heavily down his neck when he comes back. But I think um, Mendes Lang is first name on the team sheet. You know when he's back. So it's interesting to see how that's going to all kind of pan out. Yeah, nothing wrong with a bit of competition, which is no, uh, which is very good. So quickly before we finish, uh, look towards the big game next week. Sheffield Wednesday at home. I mean, it's a massive clash in the fight for not just the playoffs, but automatics. Obviously, we're not quite in that race yet, but they certainly are. I mean, Chris, Sheffield Wednesday, they're a top side. They've got a player in Barry Baden who's clearly playing levels below his actual ability. Um, and I know it is annoying hearing Chef Wednesday fans bang on about him constantly, but he is a really talented player. We've got a couple of players, obviously, Mendes Lang, if he's fit, Joe Wildsmith with a, a massive point to prove. How do you see it going? I mean, if you offer me a point now, I would take it. Um, but again, I think it's one of those games. We, we had the chance against Ipswich live on telly, big game to really prove a point, and we didn't. Um, and I think, you know, home home crowds um, rumoured to be over 30,000 there, which would be brilliant. Um, yeah, we need to make a statement. I would take a point, but I really do think if we can get a goal up early, then it, it, it could be a really good day for us and a really important win. Let's hope you're right if we do win. Uh, Callum, I mean, you know, we, we've, we've looked at Chef Wednesday, we looked at some of the players. One thing they do seem to be very good at is getting the ball in the back of the net, especially in those games where it looks really unlikely, which is probably one of Derby's biggest issues. Uh, we've spoken about, you know, the likes of Sibley and Smith at wing-back not quite being, you know, whether they're not wing-backs, either of them. Um, does it concern you a little bit going into that game? Um, no, not really. We, I mean, we're unbeaten in, was it six, seven games? Um, we've kept... 10 and 11 clean sheets already this season. So, yes, we've got, like I said, players playing out of position, um, but they're doing, they're keeping the goals out as much as they can for defence that is makeshift. Um, so, yes, they're uh, 
like I said, it's banging in the goals and stuff, but we're keeping them out as as well as we're um, putting them ourselves. So I think it'll be a good game. Um, I think it's a big game for us um, and just kind of a benchmarker. Yeah, yeah, I think you're exactly right. And and Jamie, we've started finding the net on you know a number of occasions now. I think McGoldrick scored his seventh today. I think James Collins has six as well. How important will it be for those players up top to deliver in big games like this? Yeah, that's how you win. It sounds like a Michael Owen kind of statement, <laughs> but um, that's how you win games, isn't it? Getting the ball in the back of the net. Um... <coughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> I ain't right, dying man. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I went to breathe in and didn't realise my mouth was uh, was closed. Um, Job at BT Sport waiting for you, mate, with that comment. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Um yeah, that's exactly it's exactly it. Um and you, you've got to hope that players like McGoldrick and Collins will relish this kind of occasion. I think for me, we can't fear anyone at home. We've got to take the game to anyone at home. Yes, you talk about Bannon, but I think in terms of quality, I think our midfield probably shades it on their day when they're playing their best. So yeah, I, I feel confident. I'd agree with Chris. If you gave me a point now, I'd take it. But why not go out, take the game to them? really make a statement and, and get us, you know, continuing on this little run we've put together um, and looking forward to the next games, which are, you'd say on paper, a little bit easier. So, yeah, I think that's that's my take on it. There you go. You heard the lads. I almost died. <laughs> you heard Jamie almost <laughs> die. Uh, got to believe we've got this. We're playing a top side, but we're a top side too. So let's go out there give it our best go and yeah hopefully uh win three points at home uh really really quick score predictions before we finish uh jamie you're up first i'm gonna be confident and go two one two one derby uh chris i'm gonna say one nil derby one nil derby uh callum i never back the early kickoff but i'm going two nil derby oh fighting talk uh i'm gonna say i'm gonna be hard oh, don't do it I'm going to say one all. I'm going to say oh, one all. But I reckon, I reckon our goal is going to be like a 98th minute equaliser and it's going to feel like a win. Um, every time Walt I back to win, we lose. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't deal with this. <laughs> Wild Smith, yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> Wild buries a header in the top corner. All right, lads, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've really enjoyed this one. You can tell because we've massively overrun on our timings. Um, But everyone, thank you very much for listening. If you've got this far, you're a legend. Um, If you do listen on audio and you want to catch the video, you can check us out on YouTube, Ramstalk Podcast, or have a look on Twitter where we're Ramstalk Pod. But I'm sure you probably knew that one by now anyway. Um, because I say it every week. Um, but lads, thank you very much for joining and everyone, thank you very much for listening. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Cheers, Jake. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 
24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.